Dior Talks. Hello, I'm Justine Picardy, and I'm a writer and biographer. Welcome to a new series of Dior Talks. I'll be in conversation with a number of different women, all of whom have a profound connection with Dior's creative director, Maria Grazia Chiori. We'll be talking about their experience of feminism and what it means to them to be a woman, its challenges and its joys. Sharon Isle is an award-winning dancer and choreographer whose work is acclaimed for its powerful emotion and compelling intensity. She's collaborated with Maria Grazia Chiari on a number of occasions, most recently on the film for the latest Dior Ready to Wear collection. Sharon and I met and talked together in Paris last year, just before the lockdown, and I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as we did. So it's fantastic to meet you. I've been an admirer of your work for so long. Thank you. When I was a, a little girl, I did ballet classes and I still sometimes dream about dancing. You have to dance. <laughs> well, if I'm in a stressed and anxious frame of mind, I dream that I'm being pushed onto stage and I don't in, at the ballet, mm -hmm. and I know that I don't know the steps. But if well, I'm feeling inspired creatively, then I dream that I'm dancing and that I can jump so high that I'm almost flying. And it's the closest I ever get to flying. And that, for me, so from childhood onwards, that's what dance mm -hmm. means, that it is about both freedom, but it does also teach us our limits mm -hmm. in some ways exactly. and it dance is such a physical thing but it is also a metaphor yeah. too and I wondered so that's my experience of of learning to dance and doing ballet as a child but tell me tell me about yours so it's interesting because you know my, one of my information for the people that I work with it's um it's a lot about flying. It's a lot about... Uh, and flying, it's not, not just going, you know, high. It's also to fly emotionally. Yes. Or fly physically, of course. Yeah. And I think the other thing that you said about freedom... Yes. It's... Uh, for me, it's the most important. Yes. Uh, when I see dance, when I see dancers, when for myself... Of course, freedom with system, because I don't believe in freedom with freedom. It's nothing. But uh, after the system and the extreme, uh, um, how you say, like a frame. Yes. You can fly. So it's quite maybe the same yes. for us. Uh, I also started... Um, ballet when I was really really young I was really hyperactive girl. how old were you when you started uh, I was started when I was four wow so because I couldn't eat and couldn't sleep and couldn't anything it was really like uh, I was so hyper mm -hmm. and then my parents start to look for stuff for me and then I found the dance and I was much I'm not relaxed but uh, easy so it felt like um it's me. Yes. And this was in... You were born in Israel. Yes. Yeah. And 
And where? Was this in Tel Aviv when you started dancing? Uh, no, my parents left a lot of pla- live in a lot of places in yeah. Israel. So was place called Rishon. I was there. Then in Jerusalem, I was study. Um, and then I started to dance in Tel Aviv. I was yes. very young. I was 16 year old. And I always uh, travel from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv. Yes. And I started a company when I was 16. Wow. So, yeah, so really, really young. It's interesting because there have been some real, um, I suppose, you know, feminist heroines that have emerged through ballet, yeah. like um, Isadora Duncan, <clears throat> mm-hmm. who um, there's, there seems to be a renewed interest mm-hmm. in her work at the yeah. moment. And I think that... But it, it represents two extremes. So, you know, I started by talking about fear and flying. Mm-hmm. And so... It's the same. It's the same. So there are some versions, I think, of dance and ballet which ca- can be seen perhaps as being um, very controlling of women. So they have to be a certain size, they have to be a certain shape. Um, You know, obviously discipline can be very important, but it can also be abusive. Mm -hmm. And you look at the way a film, well, Black Swan, the way it it explores Mm -hmm. that. But, But Swan Lake itself offers these two archetypal figures of the black swan and the white swan but I wonder how that you reacted to that as so young as a, as a 16 year old when your body was still developing yeah um, I think for me it's always so interesting also in the creation now not to have one thing mm. it's because when you say fly and fear for me it's the same you know I never talking about one element because I'm limited something. Abuse is something very extreme, but it can go to also very poetic. Yes. You know, so I think the combination was always very interesting for me and the extremity is very interesting for me. Also when I was young, I was, I remember I was 13. I came to my school, I put Balish, like point shoes, I broke them. I paint all myself in red. Wow. I did like solo of Bartok, Bella Bartok. Yes. That I really, you know, it's really avant garde and yes. very extreme. I think it's something that I always look, you know, to see. It's almost like to go to extremity yes. in really beauty and uh, elegant way. So the combination. This would interest me. And but in a sense, I, that's what all great art is about. So, life also. Yes, life and, and love and loss, you know, mm-hmm. love and death, fear yeah, and flying. Yeah, yeah. It's what, in a sense, it's why we're human. Those are the mm-hmm. things that define mm-hmm. us. But you said something interesting about the, the point shoes. You broke yeah, them. Yeah. That's such a powerful image. Yes. Have you danced on Yes. On, on point? Yeah, I loved it, but I always broke the, the, yes. the shoes because it was like, this was a bit uh, like too simple for me. Yeah. I love when it's a bit like, it's almost like straight and then to go a, a bit more, you know, yes. it's almost to fall. So the, the, that falling can be a very creative act yeah. as well. I think I'm looking for uh, something that 
uh, emotional. Yes. You know, and uh, emotional coming from extremity for me. Yeah. You know, in life sometimes it's too much. Yes. In art, it's there is not too much. Exactly. So I think. Uh, There's something about seeing a dancer's feet, yes. <laughs> a ballerina's feet, yes. and you see the work, the work, yeah. and you see the injury, yes. and you see the pain mm -hmm. when you look at a dancer's mm -hmm. feet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm not going to ask no, you to my, show my, your feet, my, but my okay. yours are yes. okay. Yes, and it's also our dancers. It's okay. It, we're not dancing now on point shoes. Yeah, and do, do you dance barefoot at all? No, always no. with socks. Yeah, I don't like to see the feet, even if I, I admire feet. I yes. love it, but for me, it's cutting the total feeling yes. when I see it suddenly. It's it's almost like disturbing me. Yeah. That's so interesting. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. You said something really wonderful um, after working with Maria Grazia on that incredible collection. I loved it. I, that's one yeah. of my favorite fashion collections of all wow. time. I absolutely loved it. I loved it. And then, um, As editor of Harper's Bazaar at the time, I actually commissioned an entire shoot with dancers, ballet dancers, wearing that collection. So it yeah. was because obviously the collection was worn by models, but I felt that it would look really good on dancers too. It's true, and it and it did. So um, Lauren Cuthbertson, who's a friend of mine in the Royal Ballet, she danced in it for the fashion shoot, yeah. and she could really move in it. It's for dancing yes. and it's for people and it's for models. I think it's something so gentle. But do, do you, what did you feel? You said something wonderful about um, that, that seeing the clothes was as if Maria Grazia had, had sewn your dancing. I felt like she's almost sewing movement. Yes. You know, that's the feeling that I felt. I felt like a, Like what I said before, it's the chemistry. Mm. Uh, I felt like we're talking, of course, not the same, but something like the 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 voice came from the same place. Yes, you know. So it was quite easy and organic to go there because it felt so. Uh, it's almost somebody's like taking care of your body. Yes. It's like, It's interesting, I think, exploring the shared landscape of whether it's fashion and art, ballet and art, ballet and fashion, that there is, and when I say landscape, I see it in my mind as a real place. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily a stage, mm -hmm. you know, it, it could be somewhere on top of a mountain, yeah. but everybody knows in their minds where their creative landscape is. Yeah. And there is room, I think, for different mediums to come together. If you were to describe the creative landscape of your work, of your dance, where is it? Where is the place it comes from? In my mind. Mm. But... All over the all over, you know, it can be so many. It's not place, also. Yeah. Maybe it's moments. Yeah. Maybe it's dreams. Yes. Maybe it's uh, 
extreme uh, uh, feelings. Yes. But um, it's hard for me to say specific because I'm changing all the time. Yes. Like I can come now from the door and tell you opposite stuff. So I just, I give you a bit like a, a free scale. Yes. But I think it's a lot inside my body and it's going to the body of the people and it's going to the heart of the people and it's going to the mind of the people and it's going to everywhere. Yeah. It can be every, everywhere and everything. This is a, a podcast, but I just want to say something about how incredible you look and how Thank powerful you, you look. <laughs> um, so, you know, you, you look wonderful. Thank you. You have such kind of charisma as soon as you walk into into the room and we're here at a theatre where you've where you've danced. Mm -hmm. But you know, we're talking and you're not on stage. Yeah. But the what you're wearing and the way your face looks is extraordinary. Um, and I know <laughs> this you. is your look, but yeah. I love you have your cat's eyes. Yes in your makeup but your lipstick which is very um, strange but it's your signature yeah and it's subversive so you are subverting the the idea of what femininity should mm -hmm. be and of course a ballerina traditionally is a symbol of perfect pink femininity yeah, yeah. you know in the pink tutu or the white tutu and the white tights and the perfect, you mm -hmm. know, it's the sugar plum fairy, yes. isn't it? For me, perfect, it's not perfect. It's but, always... But this is what's interesting yeah. about your pink lipstick. Yeah. So your pink lipstick is <laughs> is slightly, you know, smeared. It's off. It's off. And it's very, it's very powerful because it's the antithesis <clears throat> of what the perfect ballerina is supposed to do yeah. with the... Perfect. But it's like lips. what I did with my point shoes yes. or how I paint myself red or, yes. you know. But it's funny, You say, first of all, thank you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when I'm coming sometimes to take Charlie, my my son from school, he, not now because after your show and everybody had this makeup, so yes. now it's okay. But before it was like saying, you know, mother, don't come with this stuff, you know, it's too much. Yeah. It's just too much. And I told him, but I like it, and it's me. So now it's okay. Now he's uh, he's, he's agree. He gets. When I was a little girl, it was in the 1960s, and my mother, she was very young when I was born, and she was a kind of, um, you know, hippie anarchist feminist, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and everything. She didn't look like anybody else's mother. Yeah. And so, and she had long red hair, and she used to have bare feet, or or kind of, you know, flip-flops and long Indian <clears throat> caftans. And I remember she came to the school once, and I must have been six, and somebody said to me, why does your mummy look like that? And and I said, because she thought it was a fancy dress party. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> because I nice. wanted my mother, you know... Be normal. Yes, but then when I got a bit older, I started wearing her clothes. Exactly. And I realised how powerfully so you understand i understand yeah, yeah. and i think that that clothes um well very often we associate if you're a a, a girl it's one of the associations you have with a mother mm -hmm. is you know what do they wear exactly. and what do you yeah. choose to wear mm -hmm. 
Did you have a good relationship with your mother? Yeah, very good. Yes. And I loved her clothes also. Yes. Like very good taste, always. And, and did she dance? No, she was just a mother. Yeah. <laughs> very good mother. Yeah. Still. Um, she liked to dance and sing and everything, but she, she wanted to be at home with the kids. Yeah. And Nobody danced in my... F like. That's interesting. Yeah. So you were the first. Yeah. And did you have a, a role model, a heroine who was a dancer when, when you were a girl and thinking, I want to be a dancer professionally? Um, who did you admire? Wow, so many. I, I don't remember... Um, I love Pina Bausch. Yes. I love her. We born day after each other. It's funny. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I think she she was very generous and um, she did something that nobody did before. I really loved her. I think also you've done so much to change change other people's idea of what dance can be mm -hmm. and what ballet can be. Mm -hmm. So, you know, your work, the, the, the piece that you've choreo choreographed recently that's been on at, um, as the joint production with Rombert and yeah. the Royal Ballet, um, the work that you've done with Maria Grazia mm -hmm. and Dior, mm -hmm. it's, you're really pushing the boundaries, mm -hmm. breaking those shoes again. Yes. Always breaking. Yeah. What What is it that you wouldn't break? What is the thing that has to be kept unbroken for mm. you? Beautiful. Um, um, my honesty. It's will never. I will never. If something is not uh, right for me, you know, I, I I don't know what exactly. If you want to me to say some idea, but. I have to be honest with myself when it's when it's not I, I feel it you know when something is wrong or not my real guts it's it will not work yeah I have to go with my intuition yes always always and your intuition guides you still always yeah. like I'm I'm very instinctive I'm working like that I'm creating like that I feel like that do you dream in dance Yeah, always. I dreaming a lot about of dancing. Dance, yeah. 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 What what advice would you give to your younger self? So now you're a mother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What if you could see your 16-year-old self? Yeah. What would be the one piece of advice? Don't be scared, but I wasn't so much scared. Maybe love myself a bit more, you know, like to see the, the good stuff and not to be like, I was a bit hard with myself. In what sense were you hard like, with yourself? Um, I always um, demand something that I, like I never came out from performance happy, you know. So physically? It's physically, mentally. Yeah. You know, I was always like very uh, hard. Yeah. It's never good enough. Yeah. It's never... You know, I, I think I will say to myself, you know, it's it's okay. It's, But also, you know, this is, it's pushed me to some places, yeah. you know, it's pushed me to go even further. One of the things I've learned now that I'm older and it's the sort of, I think that you only learn it with age and experience mm -hmm. is that things that seem at the time like a terrible failure 
are not. They're just an experiment. It's great. And it's great moments. It's it's and the things that feel like a disaster in our lives are very often the 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 same moments that Best mark a option. new beginning. Yes. Exactly. And that I think that mm-hmm. we fear failure so much mm-hmm. that sometimes <clears throat> by fearing failure you just get stuck. Close. You yeah. close down and you don't take risks anymore mm-hmm. because it's better to do nothing rather than fail. I'm just happy that I, I love I love it so much so I couldn't stop. You know, yes. even if I felt like okay, it's not uh, I, I had to do it. It's even not in my it's not in my head. I, I just have to continue do it. Yeah. Otherwise I will not be good, you know, otherwise I cannot live. Otherwise it's I think the other thing that is very hard for for dancers I mean, and, and athletes, and you are athletes, is, is the fear of injury. Mm-hmm. Because every dancer is going to suffer an yeah. injury at some point, just mm-hmm. as every athlete does. Of course. And, you know, you're constantly pushing yourself to, to greater physical achievements. Mm-hmm. And yet, in taking those that inevitably involves taking risks. Mm-hmm. So you are always risking injury. Yes. So that's a very difficult kind of state of mind mm-hmm. to, to constantly be in. How much further can you push, push yourself mm-hmm. while also being mindful that you might get injured? How do you deal with that? First of all, I think injured are really, it's again, it's another amazing window to new option you're learning a lot from injury yes uh, I, I'm, I'm really happy because I have quite strong body so I never got injured first time and the only time that I got injured I was pregnant with Noah really I was dancing when I was five months so you knew you were pregnant yeah I yeah. knew from the beginning yeah And it was a part that I did crazy improvisation. And when I'm doing improvisation, I never thinking. It's like extreme. And the hormones are so extreme. Yes. So, wow, my, I don't have a limit anymore. It's like it was so, so fun to go so extreme. And one moment I put, I, I took my knee to that. It's like it just went wrong. Yeah. Of course, I continue all the peace, but I was really injured. Yes. Um, this is the only... What did you know about Maria Grazia before she approached you? Did you know of her work? I know a bit of her work and I loved it. Yeah. I really loved it. The moment that I went into the room and I saw the eyes of Maria Grazia, I felt like we have connection, you know. What was it in her eyes? You know, it's not about talking about it. It's just feeling. It's, it's, feeling. it's I felt comfortable. I felt like uh, it's almost we know each other or something yes. very strong and very straightforward. Yeah. And I love it. I love when I feel like, okay. And were you involved in talking to Maria Grazia about what she was designing and how it would work in, in terms of movement? Mm-hmm. Like she showed me slowly, slowly the... Um, The collection, I loved it. A lot of things like like all the layers and all the small soft stuff and yeah. the, and anyway, also in our pieces, it's all about layers. Yes, you know, you can fold it or you can look into it, and I felt like it's exactly the what she's doing. 
And I didn't, I didn't even thought about comfortable or not comfortable. I felt like it's the right direction, so mm. we can go there, you know? I think it's interesting that everything that Maria Grazia designs, you can move in. Yeah. And I, and I think true. that movement is inherent mm-hmm. to her vision, her aesthetic vision. It's not about standing still. Exactly. Because there are some clothes where you cannot walk in, yeah. let alone, yeah. you know, dancing. I think you can see it in different ways always. You know, it's it's always moving and you can see it from different direction, maybe different. Yes. You know, it's not one thing. It's so many. And movement is one of the hardest things to achieve in 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 making clothes mm-hmm. because clothes when you see kind of clothes on a hanger or in a museum you know they can look dead yes it's it's only when you see somebody wearing them yeah. that you see them alive you know it's there's that great saying um, in fashion it's I think it was Diana Vreeland who said it it's not just about the it's not the dress it's about the life you live in the dress exactly right so it's exactly what I feel. And in that collection... It's a, so much life. Yeah, and it's, it's so a life that could be lived. Exactly. Did you wear clothes from the collection? Yes. <laughs> and you also, don't... I was dancing. I didn't know if to dance or not. Yes. You know, always, I'm dancing sometimes now. It's like... And then Maria Grazia told me, you have to dance. Yeah. In the, I remember in the... I don't remember when it was, but she... And I, I really wanted... But I also was scared and I also wanted to see it. And I, but then I felt that's it. Yeah. And I, I went into it and it was... So and you were able to dance in it. Of yeah. course. And leap and fly. I enjoyed so much. Yeah. How wonderful. It's also to be inside and outside. It's so good because when you're inside the piece, you're learning so much. Yes. You're learning something that you will never learn the outside outside and also the opposite so Do you I mean think being inside the dress no, also that I was like have like one suit yes so I, you're contained yeah I talking about inside the piece or yes. outside the piece yes. you know because you're learning so much from be honestly yeah. inside the body yeah and the same is true I think of of looking at clothes you If you're inside them you're going to have a very different experience to just looking at them exactly and that may perhaps be the difference between a male and a female designer yeah. that if yeah. a woman is designing clothes that she herself will wear yeah. and that women will wear she may have a different point of view to a male designer for sure will not be wearing them for They, they don't know it yeah they don't know how to bring kids yeah <laughs> no it's different it is that's very interesting yeah. indeed but also something that I felt like when I danced with the suit that it felt like my my new skin yes you know I felt like wow I have something uh, I'm wearing something but I'm also not well the things we wear are like a second skin mm-hmm And they also they're so intimate mm-hmm. because what you have next to your body is so intimate mm-hmm. um, I mean I, when my sister died I couldn't bear to give away any the, her, 
the clothes, you know, her clothes, because they were still there and they were so close to her. Smell. The smell. Stuff, yeah. and it's the, really... And it's the same, you know, with jewellery. It's the mm-hmm. most intimate. You know, I am wearing a ring that belonged to my Russian Jewish grandmother, mm-hmm. you know, and this was the ring that when they fled, you know, persecution a ring that could go in your pocket yeah and it's so intimate so i think the intimacy of clothes intimacy it's something very strong yeah also i felt it with maria grazia yes the intimacy yeah the feeling that it's intimate very strong and very fragile in the same time yes but that it can also be very protective yeah so you can be protected by what you wear but at the same time be free, free yes. to fly yeah exactly you see we start in yeah free and fly yes so freedom and flying rather than fear <laughs> sweet yeah thank fly, you so fly, much fly dance dance yes. you have to dance and you must fly yeah <laughs> so sharon can you tell me who your your heroine is your your feminine heroine your feminist heroine <laughs> So I have one, I have a lot, but I will choose my mother. Your mother who allowed you to dance. Allowed me to be myself. It's the greatest gift that any mother can give to their exactly. child. But that your mother allowed you to, mm-hmm. to fly, yeah. which is a wonderful gift. Best. The best. Mm-hmm.